0: What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Always a little bit more fun when you've got some skin in the game. It's It's been a, a while since I've recorded, uh, a couple of days now. Uh, thank you to everybody that's continued to support the podcast throughout all of this. Really appreciate you. Our uh, members are actually doing really great, so... Big thanks to everybody in the CSU Rams community, Mountain West community, and beyond that continues to support us. Uh, without any of it, without you guys, none of this is possible. You know, it, it's been a weird spot as a content creator over the last week or so. Obviously, everything online is just so heated right now, and it's it's difficult times. I mean, I, I, I don't think there's ever been really a political climate quite as intense for quite this long at least in my lifetime but you know it's it's always that that weird balance when it comes to politics of not wanting to offend you know the opposite side but when it comes to this topic i just don't see how it's a two-sided issue i i just i don't see how you can continue to ignore you know the injustice that has plagued our country for well, since its inception and i'm not I'm not going to go on and on about this. I think everybody is well aware of what's going on, but i you know i just I do want to make it clear where I stand you know i I do support the people's right to protest. I'm proud of my city denver I'm proud of so many people going out and and demonstrating peacefully you know that they want change and i I think it was really powerful. I think we saw a lot of examples of people coming together. I know obviously there was some, some property damage and stuff like that. And that's unfortunate, but we need change and and we need it now. And I kind of, I don't know where it's going to go from here, but I don't think the country is ever going to be, you know, quite the same as it was, you know, even a couple of months ago, just between COVID and, and now this and, and everything going on, it's, 2020, man, it's it's quite the year. Having said that, you know, like I said, I'm I'm not gonna go on and on about this. It's It's not really the type of content that I'm known for, but I just I wanted to make it clear where I do stand on this. And I also just wanted to put it out there that you know, I really I love and and I support all of you in, in the Rams community. I know that it's tough times for so many people, just you know, with so much bad news every day it can really it can really take its toll it can really dwell on you and and put you in a rough spot you know i've i've been feeling kind of down lately i just i think it's hard not to just with everything that's going on you see so much anger so much sadness so many people are hurting and you know i'm i'm proud of so many people for for going out and and standing standing up for what they believe in and you know raising awareness to this injustice But also, you know, I just, I know there's a lot of people that are struggling out there right now. I just know that I love you. I care about you. I'm rooting for you. And hopefully, you know, (laughs) in a couple of months, the world is going to be a little bit of a, of a brighter place. I don't know what all is going to come from this, but I do think that we are going to see some change because I think we are seeing people unify in a way that I'm, that that I've never really seen. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty powerful and it's pretty impressive. So I just wanted to briefly go over that. Like I said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make the whole podcast about it, but I did feel like I had to at least put something out there and I just, I gotta, I gotta let it know where I stand, man. I'm, I'm an ally. I want to be an ally. I got to do more though. And, and that's just the reality. I think there are a lot of people right now that feel that way. There's, there's just a lot more that we can do. All right, we are we are going to briefly talk about the quarterbacks for the DNVR Rams all-time team. But first, I got to tell you about my friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook and everything they've got going on this weekend. Golf is back. That's right, we have a full weekend of golf ahead of us, and even though the trophy is reserved for the winner, the big cash winnings don't have to be. To add to the excitement, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, putting you in the center of the action with a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. Doesn't get any closer to a major than this with all the heavy hitters taking the course. DraftKings Sportsbook is the place to get all of your bets in for this weekend's tournament. Head to the app right now and check out all that they have to offer, including player props, day-by-day action, and even hole-by-hole live betting. That's a lot of fun. I did that on the Peyton Manning live match. Made a little bit of moolah. Plus, DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable. Don't have to worry about your funds if, if you're still not sold, which I don't know how you're not. DraftKings Sportsbook is offering special odds boosts and promotions throughout the weekend. You don't want to miss this. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out with a sign-up bonus of up to one. 000. $1,000. Just enter the code DNVR when you sign up. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match. Each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times played through. Restrictions do apply. See draftkings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, let's jump right into things here. Let's just kind of talk about this DNVR Rams all-time team. Uh, I brought it up a couple of times in the past, but basically what I did was I took NCAA football 2013 on the Xbox 360. I wish it was 14. It was like $70 cheaper, um, but I took 13, and I took the roster, and I just decided, you want know, to you know what? I'm just going to create some of my favorite players at first. And so it started with like Gallup and and David Anderson and Joey Porter, guys like that. And then I was kind of just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to make this entire team. It's spring. There's no live sports going on. What else do I got to do? So I started to make it. And and then I was kind of like, well, shoot, I might as well turn this into content, which changed some things because when it was just for me, A lot of the guys on the team, um, it was just because I liked them. You know, it wasn't necessarily they deserved to be on the all time Rams. I think, you know, some people, when I I posted my initial quarterbacks that I created on the first day that I started this, and I had some guys on there uh, like Justin Holland, and people were like, you know, why the hell do you have Justin Holland on there? Well, first of all, he's the highest rated recruit to sign with CSU. So I thought that was kind of a big deal. And he's a Bear Creek guy. I'm a Bear Creek guy. Got to shout the Bear Creek guys. But after taking some time to reflect and, and really diving into the numbers and stuff, I just kind of decided if I was going to go through all of this work and you know release the rosters and give people a chance to, to give input and stuff, I, I might as well try to make it accurate. So I, I got to apologize to Justin Holland. He's my dude, but he's no longer on the list. Uh, I, I ended up going with six quarterbacks, now, I'm not going to go over everything that I put in the piece because I wrote, like, 1,800 words on this and quite honestly really busted my ass on the research and stuff. So I would appreciate it if you are a member that you go back and you check it out and, and you look into... I just, like, I explain the rationale a little bit better of, you know, what went into the process, why certain guys made it over. You know, for instance, Nick Stevens is the, is the program's all-time leader in touchdown passes. He's not one of the six quarterbacks that I picked, though. I just kind of, you know, really went into the stuff and explained how stats weren't everything. Uh, winning was a big factor, but it also wasn't everything. There were just, there was a lot of different stuff in there. I wanted variety. I didn't want it to only be modern players. You know, I wanted to represent as many generations of CSU football as I possibly could, while, while still being at least somewhat realistic I mean, the truth is, is there were probably some really great football players in the early 1900s and stuff like that, and you know, I'm sure there were some great quarterbacks lead from a leadership standpoint and all that. But you just you aren't going to convince me that you know a quarterback that played in 1930 was better than somebody that played in 1980. You just you aren't because of the way that the game was played. I do think there's a little bit more nuance when you know arguing like the 60s versus 80s and stuff like that. It's a little bit more on the on the same playing field, but. Anyways, the, the six quarterbacks that I picked, I I added a couple of caveats. I I didn't have any more than two quarterbacks from a single generation or from a single decade, I should say. So like the nineties, for instance, that was kind of tough because, you know, do you put Matt Newton, do you include Moses Moreno and Anthony Hill, you know, out of those three, all those guys have various records, but I ended up going with Moses Moreno and Anthony Hill for their success, for their winning, uh, for what I deemed the green and gold factor, which was basically just like a commitment to CSU. So guys like Anthony Hill and and Mark Driscoll, you know, they get they get raised up a notch for having coached and the and worked in the program outside of it. You know, it's it's not all just about what they did on the field. There were some other factors. Uh but without further ado, you know, the the first quarterback that I picked was Mark Driscoll. And the reason that I did was he's kind of like viewed as the first great passing quarterback. I think Stauff, Kelly Stauffer, who also made the team, is like viewed as the first like truly elite passing quarterback. You know, obviously top 10 pick in the NFL draft, all that stuff. But Driscoll, you know, he was the first like real gunslinger to this day, still owns the the record for passing touchdowns in a single game, which is kind of funny. You know, the guy that played in the 70s, 40 something years later, that six touchdown pass still is what separates Driscoll, from you know guys like Grayson threw five touchdowns in a game. Most recently, KJ Carter-Samuels threw five in the loss against Hawaii a couple of years back. So Driscoll's the first guy. He kind of represents that that Ram generation of the '70s was a part of a part of a lot of big games. The infamous 33 33 tie against BYU uh, had a couple of wins over Wyoming. Just an all time great Ram, and and because of that. Driscoll made the cut over Justin Holland. So all you older Ram fans out there, don't come at me. I listened to you and I went with the right call. After Driscoll, we jumped forward to the eighties to the Leon Fuller era, which wasn't particularly successful. And that's, that was kind of the funny thing. Is you look at a guy like Kelly Stoffer, he only had one winning season in his three years at CSU. Didn't have a lot of help around him. But he put up massive passing numbers, still third in passing yards, uh, top ten in touchdowns, all of those sort of things. But it just it, it felt wrong not including him because it's like if you're going to include the first or a list of the great passing quarterbacks, how do you make a list and then you know not include a top ten draft pick, the first truly elite passing quarterback? So the first two guys, we got Driscoll, we got Stouffer, and then we jump forward to the early '90s. I really, really, really wish that there were more videos from the 1994 season, like more readily available. Like if I could just watch every game from the 1994 season, it, it would make me so stoked. But that obviously was the first WAC championship, a really dominant CSU team that went 10 and one in the regular season, uh, only lost to a top-ranked Utah team, I believe. I gotta, I should have double-checked that before I recorded this. Um Ended up losing to Michigan in the Holiday Bowl by 10, but still, you know, competitive game. That that Rams team was in the top 10 for about half the season. They were top 25 from pretty much all of it. I mean, I know that 97 team gets a lot of love, and, and this is one of the things that I wrote about, but it's kind of an interesting comparison between those 97 and 94 teams because I do think you really can make a pretty strong case for either guy. What it comes down to is I think the 97 team, when you look... As a whole, was just a little bit deeper from the roster, but you know that '94 team, they had some great games. I mean, the Arizona win, obviously beat BYU. They're just they had they had some great moments. Got to always got to appreciate the great moments, and that's why Anthony Hill and Moses Moreno both made the cut. I make sure you go on and and read what I put about them. Jumping forward to the 2000s, that's where things really get interesting because. Basically, anybody that's played, you know, after 2000 is if if they started for a significant amount of time, their passing numbers are going to be like in the top 15 or top 10, top 15 for, you know, program history. And because of that, you can't rely so heavily on the numbers. You know, is is Caleb Haney one of the best quarterbacks to ever played for CSU? I don't know. Probably not. I know he actually had a pretty nice. Time as like a backup quarterback it really surprised me to be honest, but anyways, I had to go with Bradley van Pelt, obviously that that's not even a question. like I know that he wasn't the best true passing quarterback. He's probably not even like a top four or five if we're talking about true passers of the football. but from a leadership standpoint, from a popularity standpoint, just from a pure badass standpoint, it has to be BVP and BVP. You know when I'm playing on my choice, that's who I'm going to start at quarterback. Just being honest with you guys, I am going to let people vote, so it's it's not going to be a dictatorship. Um, if you are a DNVR member, download the Discord app because we're gonna we're gonna talk about it via Discord, and I'm going to let DNVR members determine who ends up starting, who CSU plays, all of that stuff. Still trying to figure out how to stream for people without spending a ton of money, but might just end up having to spend a couple hundred dollars. It is what it is. Um, yeah, I'm really, really excited for it. But the sixth and final quarterback, I've been all over the place on this. It was without, uh, add a little drum roll. Garrett Grayson, obviously. I don't even like, I took some heat a couple of times from some of the older generations for really like propping up Grayson. I just don't get it. The way he ran that 2014 system. I mean, it was, it was perfection. A pro system that was really complicated and when you just look at some of the numbers, they were insane. I know that it didn't work out with the Saints. And because of that, you know, people are going to be like, oh, see, he sucked. But just because you don't work out in the NFL does not mean that you're not a great college football player. And and Garrett Grayson is just he was such a big part of the revival of the program. I mean, without guys like him, there's no on-campus stadium. It's It's just the reality. I mean, CSU might have, you know, slid into oblivion with programs like New Mexico and and UNLV, and I know actually both of those programs might be on the rise now with with better coaching staffs. But my point is, is without guys like Garrett Grayson, the last five, five, six years would have just been absolutely miserable. You think it was tough, you know, winning seven games, but losing to rivals? Imagine if they would have only won two or three games all those years. I mean, think back to some of the, like, the... Late two two thousands, the end of the sunny era. I mean, th- those three and nine years—they're just brutal. I know Bobo did have a couple of them at the end, but it could have been much worse. I guess that's my long-winded point. All right, make sure you go check out that article. Like I said, I wrote about eighteen hundred words, and it was a lot more put together than me rambling over the last couple of minutes. But this project has been a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to releasing some of these next position groups. Uh, Some of them were really hard. Wide receiver was so tough. Linebacker was really hard. There have been a lot of good members of the secondary. But it's just a fun activity, a good way to connect multiple generations of Ram fans. I hope that I potentially taught some younger Ram fans about, you know, maybe some of the older quarterbacks, maybe teach them something they don't know. And if if you do know all that stuff, then it's just a fun way to, you know, stroll down memory lane and reminisce about the good days, the good old days, the winning days. The days that we all yearn for. So make sure that you check it out. Uh, I do appreciate everybody that continues to support our work. As I said, we're going to release the running backs next. And, you know, give me some input. I I thought that I would get a little bit more of like a heated reaction from the quarterbacks. But maybe it was just because I did such a phenomenal job picking. Everyone was just like, man, Justin nailed it. What else is there to say? (laughs) I'm kidding. Obviously, nobody ever does that. Anyways, uh, we will be back in just a sec. Here is a quick second to talk about our partner's Breckenridge Brewery. It's summer. You know, it's sunny. It's getting to that time where people are going to be wanting to drink in a little bit of little bit of cold brews out on the patio, maybe throwing a frisbee with the bros. I don't know. All I know is any situation is better with a Breck brew in your hand. And right now, you can get Breck's delicious 15-can sampler delivered right to your door. If you do, make sure that you tag them, tag us. Supporting our partners is a form of supporting DNVR. You can use the delivery app Drizzly, or if you're in the metro area, you can always get your booze delivered from Davidson's. Davidson's always has the best offers, and you can check out the app for different deals of the day. You can request different products to be ordered into the store. Really, this is a game changer. Uh, With the golf coming up this weekend, I'm definitely going to be kicking back drinking a couple of Strawberry Skies. But like I said, that delicious 15-can sampler, always your best bet for variety. Shout-out to Breckenridge. Shout-out to Davinson's. We love both of those guys. Alrighty, I'm going to wrap it up here, but we will be back throughout the week. We're going to be talking college football. Got a couple of things that I want to talk about with my main man, Henry, from the Buffs beat. But I just think there are a lot of really encouraging signs. USC came out and said they're going to have students on campus this fall that's obviously a great sign. CSU and CU have both already announced that they plan to have uh, some learning on campus. So these are just really really big steps in the right direction in terms of you know just getting back to normalcy and and getting back to a situation where we can maybe have at least close to a traditional college football season as far as crowds go. I still don't really know, you know, what to expect as far as that goes. I do think if they can get some fans in the stand, they're going to do it just because there's so much revenue at stake. But just with the with the universities announcing that there will be on campus learning, I think we're really really heading in the right direction. I mean, the Mountain West finally re- lifted their restrictions so student athletes can go lift on campus. That's huge. It's huge. And like I said, you know, a couple weeks ago I understand it's, it's still a pandemic. This is still something that we're going to have to monitor. And inevitably there are going to be tests as they test these, there are going to be positive tests with, with athletes. And, but the fact that they're, they're getting all of this figured out now, it's just, it's really encouraging because if you, if you would have started this process in you know, like late July, August, I think it, I just think the likelihood of something going wrong would have been much higher, but We'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. Like you guys, um, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. Um, I'm hoping we have a normal college football season. I'm hoping I get to travel. I mean, there's supposed to be some really fun road games this year. That's, you know, one of the things that really sucks about this whole situation. I've never been to Oregon state. I bet it's kind of a cool campus Vanderbilt, Nashville. That's supposed to be a sick trip Vegas for the new Raiders stadium and the UNLV game. I mean, there are a lot of games I was looking forward to San Diego. So I, I, I like all of you hope that we get some college sports, but make sure that y'all stay strong, uh, protect yourselves in terms of, you know, just staying healthy. I gotta, I gotta get back on the exercise train. I'm getting a little pudgy here, guys, a little bit too much booze, not enough cruising on the bicycle. God, that was, that was so corny. That was, that was absolutely terrible. (laughs) Anyways, we will be back with more Rams content throughout the week. Shout out to all of you. I love you all. Black Lives Matter.